Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who apparently has never had a full Gatorade. His name is Brandon Siegel. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I, I have never had a full Gatorade. That is correct. Um, I have tried Gatorade, but the thing is, is growing up, there wasn't like soda or anything around my house. My parents don't drink alcohol, so we only had water. So that's just what I'm used to. And additionally, I'm pretty picky, um, so I, I've really always just had water. Um, is that that weird, Trevor? You really think it's that weird? It's pretty crazy. I, I would imagine that uh, whoever is listening to this is going to be a little appalled by this. I mean, I don't drink a lot of Gatorade now, but there were definitely phases in my life, you know, middle school, high mm-hmm. school, playing basketball and other sports where um, I yeah. drank Gatorade or other sports drinks like it. So today we do not have our main contributor, Ben O'Brien, with us today. Um, we had some technical issues, so he was unable to be with us today. However, we do have a super special guest today. Um, this is a podcast alumni, um, one of my very good dear friends, Josh Socrates Baskin. Josh, how are you doing today? You know, Brandon, uh, I was doing well until I heard that intro that Trevor delivered. Um, I believe you were an athlete as well, Brandon, or still an athlete, as as you might say. I played. I did. I dabbled. I dabbled. How have you not had a single Gatorade? I here's the thing. I never bought it because I I don't like like fruity flavors and stuff like that. I just don't. I've only ever really drank water, so I just never got around to the Gatorade. Um, and even while playing sports, uh, I know. when I was a little younger, not not quite as in, into it as I used to be when I was you know fifteen, sixteen. But just never really got into Gatorade that much. You need those electrolytes, um, bro. That, you know, we really got to. Yeah, you know, just hit the water up. You know, and I still balled out uh, even on water. I, I didn't need no electrolytes to uh, to ball out, right, Trevor? I could give you buckets any day of the week. I don't know about all that, but you know, you could think that. <laughs> So we, we have teased a little bit of an announcement here, and we have something very exciting to announce, um, and that's kind of the main reason why Josh is on the podcast today. Um, of course, we love having him ha- and on as a guest. We've had him multiple times before, but um, as we talked about last week on the podcast, we are opening up to our main brand called The Small Ballers, where we are going to be pumping out content from our Twitch stream, multiple podcasts, and we are here to announce our first official show on Twitch, which is going to be a soccer show. And the host is going to be our one and only Josh Baskin. And we are super excited about this. Um, I think it's going to be Monday nights where, you know, not not super long stream, but Josh is going to give a rundown on soccer. So if you're a soccer fan, which I know a lot of you guys are out there, um, you don't want to miss this. And even if you aren't a soccer fan you want to get into soccer, Josh is the perfect person to, uh, you know, kind of put you into the sport of soccer because really he's the soccer encyclopedia. I mean, what, what do you think about this, Trevor? How excited are you for this? Um, I'm very excited for this, you know, um, just – uh, thinking about myself, I haven't really watched a lot of soccer in the past few years since I've been in college. I really, mm-hmm. I was real into it in high school when I was playing, and then I kind of got out of it. So now, with the Premier League starting back up and some of these other leagues, I'm excited to try to get back into it. Yeah, and of course, Josh, I'll have to throw this over to you. What are your thoughts about being a part of the Small Ballers? No, I'm, I'm very thankful that uh, you guys are giving me this opportunity to help grow the Small Ballers, and uh, I'm excited to, you know, start streaming and start talking soccer, which is... Uh, the thing I know most, so we won't be doing a, a deep it, dive right away. So if you aren't necessarily a soccer fan, don't worry. Uh, we'll start off uh, with nothing too crazy. We won't be deep diving into uh, some cr- uh, crazy topics. But uh, if you're an intro fan and want to start uh, getting into the to the beautiful game, definitely uh, stop by, and uh, you'll have a great time. 
Definitely. Yeah, no, it's definitely something you guys are not going to want to miss. And, we'll, you know, some of us will be on it with Josh. It won't just be only Josh. Uh, but he is, of course, going to be the main host. But let's get into today's episode because we have a really fun one planned. We're going to get into some soccer talk later. Um, Josh will be on with us for the whole episode, so it's going to be a great episode. But let's start this off. we got DJ Carton from Ohio State who just transferred uh, officially to Marquette. This was a couple days ago. Trevor, I know you were super high on DJ Carton, so what are your thoughts with this move? Yeah, so just watching uh, DJ Carton in his freshman year at Ohio State, I mean, I loved watching him. He was I was definitely a fan of his, and I know a lot of Ohio State fans who were really into Ohio State basketball also loved him. I mean, he averaged about 10 points per game at Ohio State. I actually went to a uh, Ohio State-West Virginia game when they played uh, in Cleveland back in December, and he was pretty good in that game. Um, and, and, yeah, he really had a good freshman year overall, especially there was one stretch, I think, around uh, December. He was Big Ten Freshman of the Week around Christmas time. And um, at one point I was thinking, you know what, maybe he can be a one-and-done, just maybe. But even if not, um, it looks like he could be the face of the Ohio State basketball program for the next few years. Unfortunately for Ohio State fans, that is not the case. Um, but it will be interesting to see him at Marquette. I think he'll definitely provide a lot of value to them. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I love DJ Carton. I really wanted to go to Michigan uh, during his recruiting process. He, he's a big, big asset, big loss for Ohio State, which really, to be honest with you, I'm not too uh, worried about it. You know, I'm happy this happened. Went off to the Big East playing a market, but I think his career's going to thrive. It's it, it, He seems a lot like he could be, a, you know, the next type of Marcus Howard type player at Marquette. And it really seems like it's kind of crazy how Marquette's has become this powerhouse you know, basketball program. Not you know, it's not Duke or Kentucky, but you know, for uh, you know, they've had a lot of really great players come through that program, and I think DJ Carton will be that player. So let's let's move forward. We actually got to see a new GM hire this week, which is Troy Weaver um, for the Pistons. So Trevor, what what are your, some of your thoughts on Troy Weaver being hired? Because I I like this hire personally, but what do you think? Right. So Troy Weaver, he comes in the Detroit Pistons. Um, he's been previously with the Oklahoma City Thunder for the past twelve years. I think he. Got his mm-hmm. start in like AAU and um, was an NBA scout at one point. And this is really great to see. I mean, obviously, the NBA, there's been calls about increasing diversity within like executives and GMs. And now um, Troy Weaver is the ninth, I believe, African American GM in the NBA. So that's definitely great. And mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, he's, he's done a great job in his previous role. So that's definitely good for the Pistons. And it seems like that uh, Pistons fans should be excited about this hire. Yeah, more steps in the right direction, uh, for sure. And I, I like the Troy Weaver hire. I like Troy Weaver as a GM. I think he's going to do a great job. Um, and the Pistons definitely have some assets where I think they could play with. And they're an attractive enough market that potentially they could get you know, a big name. So I, I think Troy Weaver will be a good hire in the long run. But let's, let's just keep on moving along because we've we got a lot to talk about today. You know, as we as we see the the NBA is starting to you know start back up here soon, but there's a lot of concerns. You see Florida's coronavirus cases are going up pretty rapidly. Um, and, you know, the NBA came out with some health and safety protocols, um, which there was a lot of interesting ones. I know the one that was big and trending on Twitter, which I want to get both of your thoughts here, um, was the the rings they're going to have to wear. And Kyle Kuzma tweeted like, oh, it looks like they're trying to track us, which truthfully kind of does. So what do you what do you think about this, Trevor? You know, we got rings. They can't. There's a ton of different weird rules. I know you have one that you said earlier. I'll let you talk about with with uh, ping pong. But what do you think about this? Yeah. So it's just it's definitely going to be interesting. As we have heard in the past couple of weeks, a few players have been a little. You know, they're a little. They're wavering about whether they want to play, and there will be an option uh, for some players if they don't want to go, um, and they they can be designated as a protected player if they are determined to be at a higher risk um, and they could report that and not lose salary 
and or they could just choose not to pl um, play in general and then they would lose some amount of their salary I believe but you know that'll be interesting to see how that uh, works hopefully um, it looks like these pr protocols are pretty well um, along and it seems like as far as like the travel party it seems like each team will have about 37 people inside the NBA campus which will include up to 17 players. So basically they're including, in addition to the 15 players on the normal roster, they're including like a, a couple other players that they're going to bring up, um, which I think is smart because if you have a player who does test positive, then he can go into quarantine. I think he would be, right. uh, he wouldn't be able to play for the rest of the, the playoffs, assuming that team would advance, but they would have other players um, so that they're not playing, you know, with, eight people on the roster or nine people on the roster stuff like that so i think that's good i think that's smart um they also have this thing about like with older coaches um whereas if a coach is over 65 there might be um they would declare a coach potentially as a pr protected uh staff member hopefully they don't prohibit you know coaches as i've mentioned i think in a previous podcast like popovich from coaching Hopefully they can just take all the necessary precautions, really um, test regularly, and it seems like they are doing so. And yeah, I mean I'm hopeful for it. We also have some weird rules, like one is that which I, I don't I don't fault this, but like in ping pong, you know, <laughs> if they play in like their player lounge, they can't play doubles; they can only play singles. Uh, a little silly, but also I I, I have no problem with it. Um, you know, they're trying to make all the necessary precautions. Right, of course, just trying to be safe. Josh, I, I know you you probably haven't gotten an enormous amount of knowledge on, on some of these things, but what do you think about that the, they all have to wear COVID, like, bands, kind of? I don't know exactly what they're called, um, but, you know, Conquerors are talking about how they it seems like they're tracking them. What do you think about this? If, if you were caught in a soccer camp and you couldn't leave and they put a band on you to watch where you go and to test, you know, who you've been in contact with and stuff, what, what would you think about that? Well, I mean... I think it would be a problem if it weren't under the circumstances of where they're going to be. I mean, where else are they going to go? I mean, I don't really know right. what else there is to do, but I mean, if it's some new technology that they want to try out and if it works, great. That's something that is, you know, something that will lead in the right direction. Uh, but as for like the arcade and everything else, I think it's pretty cool. But at the same time, I thought they were also trying to, you know, limit some person like in-person contact obviously so i mean maybe a little contradicting there but like i said not a whole lot of knowledge but new technology might work for them never know and might uh help us in you know in the future that, that is a very good point so this leads me to the next thing we're going to go into a, a mini randomly ranked but it's not random actually we are going to go through and rank it i thought this was such a great idea trevor's idea here i believe it was your idea we're going to go through there's three hotels that the teams are staying at we got, got the grand destinino tower at uh, Coronado Springs Resort in Disney. That is the Bucks, the Celtics, the Clippers, Heat, Jazz, Lakers, Nuggets, and Raptors. Then we have the Disney Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, which has the 76ers, Grizzlies, Magic, Mavericks, Nets, Pacers, Rockets, and Thunder. And then lastly, we have the Disney's Yacht Club Resort, which has the Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, Blazers, and Wizards. So let's rank these from top to bottom. Where would you would most like to be? Okay, and I think there's there's some interesting options. To me, there's an easy number one. But we also got to take into consideration the type of hotel it is. Because I think if we're ranking the hotels, the Yacht Club and the Floridian are definitely, you know, I mean, they're all top tier hotels, but those are slightly better than the Grand Destiny, you know. So, Trevor, how would you rank the three places where you would most likely, would most like to be? 
Right. So Rachel Nichols um, had a tweet a few days ago where she uh, laid this out. There's like a graphic. And there are eight teams at the Grand Destinino Tower at Coronado Springs. Those are the top eight teams based on records. So like the Bucks, Raptors, Lakers, Clippers, and uh, four more teams. The Floridian, the Grand Floridian has um, the next eight teams. So the last eight teams currently with the playoff spot, Pacers, Thunder, Sixers. And then the Yacht Club is the six teams who currently are not do not have a playoff spot, so the Pelicans, Blazers, Wizards, those types of teams, those six. So now as far as the rankings, I think they're all obviously very nice hotels to stay at. It's tough to really know. I've, I've looked into them a little bit. And the Grand Floridian, I might have actually stayed there previously when I've been at Disney World. I don't remember, but I think... Very nice hotel. But I, I think I might have, and I really think that one might be the best just just personal preference it looks like it's great looking at the hotel rooms i think they all have great hotel rooms it's it's really tough um the floridian to me is the number one if i'm ranking it that's number one um uh, it's super close for the second one i think grand destinino definitely has like a really nice like lobby it looks like and they have really good surrounding areas and it looks like the hotel rooms are really big so i would lean towards saying Mm -hmm. that's two and yacht club is three but again it's really tough what do you think so here's how i break down my rankings to me one is above the rest and the other two i don't even care about one of the hotels the greatest human that's ever been created is staying at right isn't that happening um i think we can all agree i mean yeah i would agree sure i guess um, which is the grand destiny, you know, we have LeBron James staying there. So for me, that's number one. The other two, I wouldn't even want to go to. I don't even care. It's just the fact that LeBron is at one of them. Okay. So the other two are tied for three and you got LeBron at one. So pretty much if what I'm ranking right here is LeBron is better than everyone. I, I understand. I went completely off topic. It doesn't even make sense to the argument here. Uh, Josh, do you agree with me? Just one is, is where LeBron's staying and the other ones who cares? Well, oh. he, here's the thing, Brandon. Normally, you know, I would, but there's a few words in, in the dictionary Yacht Club uh, would be one of them, where there is absolutely nothing that you could think in your mind would be horrible about that. Yacht Club in any scenario. That is true. So, I mean, to be completely honest, that is true. to be completely honest, I mean, I think the Yacht Club sound. I mean, it's named the Yacht Club. It's got to be the nicest. It's uh, Honestly, these are three of the nicer hotels you could stay at. I don't know if they're particularly the nicest ones. Uh, there's different levels at Disney. I think they have three different levels uh, at Disney World. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe they do. And I think, you know, the different levels, but all three of these are very, very nice hotels. You know, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're nice places to be. Um, but, you know, all in all, so you'd say Yacht Club first. What would you say is second and third? Whichever one LeBron's on at, and then the last one. The Grand Destino. So you say Grand Destino yeah. for number two, and then Grand Floridian yeah. for number three. So those, you know what? Not too bad rankings. We all kind of had different stuff there. But let's keep on moving this along. Um, next, we have Small Talk Trivia to end Small Talk today, but it's a little bit of a twist. Normally, when Josh is on, we ask him, we berate him with soccer questions. But you know what? I think we'll leave that uh, maybe for the next time you're on the pod or for some of the streams for your show uh, that we do. Today, we're going to have Josh ask us some soccer questions. Now, we are not super well-versed in soccer, definitely not to the length that uh, Josh is. But I think we might be able to get some questions down. So, Josh, pick who you want to ask your question to first. Um, and, you know, go ahead and ask. So I'm going to start with uh, you first, Brandon. Um, and okay, now to lay down some ground rules here, uh, both of these questions for Trevor and Brandon are worth two points, so there can be a okay. big gap earned today. Uh, both are obviously okay. going to be soccer questions, however, not the most okay. difficult questions in the world, and they each get one hint allowed. 
Okay. So, Brandon, I'm going to start with you first. In the 2018 okay. World Cup final, France beat Croatia by the score of 4-2. to two. Mm-hmm. Mario Mandzukic had an own goal, so France went up one nothing. And then for Croatia, Ivan Perisic scored. And then France went on to score three more goals by three different players. I will give you four guesses okay. to name them. Josh, I'm super happy you asked me this question. Um, and yes, I know so I know there's three players, but I'm not doing three points because I couldn't find a three-point question for Trevor. So, Brandon, if you can name me two of the three. There we go. How about that? I think I can name... So, Mandzukic had the first own goal. Right, so France, France went up one nothing. For Croatia. So, and then... Yeah, goal. yeah. Yeah, so France so France went up one nothing off of an own goal and then Croatia scored to tie yes. it and then there was three goals in a row for France. Um so I believe I know who scored all three. Okay. Um I I'm almost 100% sure I believe in this exact order I think too because I remember this game. I think it was Griezmann, Pogba, then Mbappe. Brandon, that is I believe that is the is order. Is that your final answer? I'm I'm gonna say it's my final answer based on your reaction. It sounded like I was right three for three there. That is plus two points to you, Brandon. Woo! Wow, let's go. I am. I like my 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 French guys. I like them. Listen, you. The first thing I Brandon said when I told Trevor and Brandon that I'd be saying uh, or asking them soccer questions was, "You better make it easy." But Brandon, I think I made it too easy for you. To be honest, you kind of, you know. Me I know the French there. soccer. I, I remember this game. Difficult. I remember this game. Okay. I remember this game. <laughs> All right. All right, Trevor, let's, let's hear it. So what's the – hold on, Trevor, before you ask the question, so what's the score now? Is it 29-26 before you get your possible two points? Yes, correct. Okay, whenever you are ready, Josh, to ask okay. Trevor's question. Trevor, so uh, Trevor also told me he uh, – well, I also know Trevor played soccer uh, throughout high school as well, so I know he's a little more knowledgeable. So this question, to be honest, is a little bit tougher, but uh, – at, to be honest, quite a lot of it tougher. Um, Sergio Aguero is number. Or Ser- you can he can have my hint. He can have my hint. He'll get two hints. Sergio Aguero is uh, a player from Manchester City, and he is the number four uh, player in the all-time scoring list, and he is still currently playing. To the nearest, and I'll give you uh, a, a gap of ten here. How many goals does he have? Okay, so Sergio Aguero, you said, now, goals, does this mean all goals, like, including international competitions, or is nope. it just, so, like, Premier League? just in the Premier League, thank, good question, that that does not count, uh, I should have specified that. So, Sergio Aguero, he's number four in the all-time scoring list, and it is just in the Premier, Premier League. League, yes, it is just in the Premier League, yes, the number four in the Premier League. How many goals does he okay. have, and I'll give you, uh, a leeway of ten. Okay. <laughs> So how many goals does Sergio Aguero have in the Premier League? All right, and, so Sergio oh, yes, Aguero, I'm trying to think of how old he is. Now, he has played for Man City at least as long as I started watching soccer, so at least like uh, seven or eight years. Um, I believe he's uh, he's probably around 30. I'm not speci- I don't know his exact age, but I'm guessing it's around 30. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like... Like FIFA is how I honestly remember. Yeah, of um, course. Age is better, and I haven't watched. I haven't played FIFA for about three or four years now, so I believe he was probably like twenty-seven or twenty-eight the last FIFA I played. So he's probably like thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two. So he's played at least like 
10 I'll years say, of I, Premier I, League, I would say. Do you know how you can give how old he is? No, Josh. no honestly, huh. Trevor, I see how you get so many questions right. It's because you think thoroughly and you are on the exact right track. So you're doing well so far, to be honest. He is around uh, 31, 32. Okay. Okay, so yeah, he's around 31, 32. He's definitely played most of his career with Man City. He's been there for a while. Um, and he's definitely been very good for a long time. Um, so I believe he's probably played at least like 10 seasons in the Premier League, maybe 10 seasons with Man City, might be more, honestly. So I'm trying to think about, okay, so just like goal scorers, how many goals do, like, if you win the Golden Boot in the Premier League, usually you could have around like, I would say like high 30s, maybe even 40s, potentially, but that you'd have to be really good to get 40s. So if I think about Aguero, he's had to have won multiple Golden Boots to be fourth. I feel like he would have had to have. Um, so he's probably had multiple 30-goal seasons. Um, the question is, how consistent is he on that and how many times? So if I go, like for example, like 30 times 10 would be 300. So um, that would be really hard to get 300 goals. But um, I don't think it's impossible. So I'm trying to think about now, could he have been that consistent? Probably not. He probably didn't have 30 um, goals in 10 seasons, so it's probably less than 300. Within 10 is going to be tough, man. Um, Trevor, wow. here, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a little bit of a hint here. Okay. The, the, the numbers you're throwing around would be astronomical. Let's just... Okay. I'll, that's the little hint I'll give you. Just bring it down a little bit. Yeah. I, I figured it would be, because you'd have to get... Yeah, I figured it would be. Okay, so... I would say he he's probably had like two or three seasons where he's maybe hit 30, but other than that, he's probably around like the 20 range. So if I just add up, okay, so like, let's see, like 30, 60, 80. So if he has, if he has 20 and 8 seasons, that would be 160, plus 60 would be 220. That doesn't seem like a horrible number, but you said astronomical, so that makes me think it might even be less than that. I would say it's probably in the high 100s um man it's gonna have to be kind of a guess here aguero definitely has a ton if he's fourth all time in premier league premier league's been going on for a long time i'm just gonna kind of take a little bit of a shot in the dark here you said within 10 i'm gonna say that sergio aguero has scored 175 premier league goals trevor you have all right hold on josh before you before you give the answer if i got that question there is no way i'm getting it right so whatever trevor said if is trevor right I would be amazed because there's no way I would get this right. Trevor, you have done fantastic. Sergio, Sir, oh my God. Sergio Aguero is on 180 goals currently. Oh, oh my God. You were five away. I literally so, almost said 180. No lie. So that is two <laughs> points for you as well. So Honestly, I don't, that is that worth an extra point? Is that worth an extra point? Because that was significantly harder than my question. Yeah, okay. There's no okay, way I'm getting I, that. I would be willing I, to change it to the three pointer, but then that means I think that means you I think would that's have to a three get pointer. three points because you did get three. No, no, no. Keep mine at two. Josh is, you get his question was a little bit harder. I think you. Okay. He was five away. That's pretty impressive. Because I would have. I don't even know see, what I would have said. There's no way I would have. Like I said, I, I see how you know. Trevor's guesses are so good. It's because you're. That is fantastic. Trevor. He works through he the questions through so, it so well. well. Exactly. Exactly. He does a great job. So you know what? We'll, we'll think about possibly giving three uh, points because that was incredibly impressive, Trevor. Uh, that was definitely the most impressive question I've seen you answer. 
uh, for sure. But let's let's keep it moving here because we have a very interesting randomly ranked topic that I'm super excited so, to talk about. Wait, wait. Uh, I don't know whose idea this was. Are ben O'Brien. So are we ben saying O'Brien. let's let's finalize this? Are we saying it's 29 all or 29 28? I'll let you guys decide. Personally, I would just give myself two because I think your question was pretty tough too, Brandon. I wouldn't have gotten that one, but I'll leave it up to you guys. It's majority up to Josh. He's the he was the question asker. It's up to Josh. Uh, well, three. Trevor will give you three. Brandon, you could keep your two because you said you could keep your two. So. Sounds good. If you would have asked All for right. three, you would have gotten it. We're tied up. Tied up. We're tied up. 29-29. Still very, very impressive. But let's let's keep on moving forward. We got randomly ranked. This is where we take a completely random topic and we rank it. It's very self-explanatory. And today's we have an interesting one. Who came up ben. with this, Trevor? Did you ben come up did. with this? I, um, well, ben, ben proposed and I were talking this. About Was it ben? It. ben and I were uh, both kind of talking about it. So today's topic is going to be lunchables. Now we've all had lunchables at some point in time. Um, and Lunchables are quite great. I feel as if I have a pretty hot take at my top one. I feel like I never go first for randomly ranked. Do you want me to go first? Well, I had the first question. So, Josh, why don't, why don't you, you pick where you want to go if you want to go first, second, I'll go or first. Which, which position would you like to go in? All right, go ahead, Josh, whenever you're ready. So, so we're doing top three Lunchables. And you can, you can throw honorable mentions in there if you okay, got Okay, so, um, I don't want to necessarily have any honorable mentions, but... Uh, we've provided our information. Okay, we've, we've all gotten our information today from a, a Reddit Lunchable tier list. Um, so <laughs> whoever made this has a lot of problems. First of all, in my opinion, as in their order was horrible. Um, but anyways, we're gonna have some definite hot takes in here. So I will start off uh, with number three. Okay. And that is uh, just the classic nachos Lunchable. I mean, I, it might be you know on the Mount Rushmore of Lunchables. I mean, it's one of the first things you that catches your eye every time, just a whole tray of nachos with cheese and salsa. I mean, what else more could you want as a kid? Yeah. Then, yeah, I like that then, too. Then, at number two, I have the pizza Lunchable. I don't, it doesn't matter, if, in my opinion, if it's the regular or the, what is it, loaded one. Deep dish. Yeah. Yeah, the uploaded deep dish. Pepperoni Pe- or cheese. At, at that yeah. point, pizza's pizza, but I'm, they gave you the crunch bar. I mean, it was great. So I, the whole all-around solid, solid Lunchable. Now, number one, I do have uh, my favorite food growing up as a kid, the chicken nuggets, the loaded Lunchables. Not that the loaded was my favorite food, but chicken nuggets in general. Uh, so that was the easy number one for me. I know that might not be one of the best <laughs> takes there, but I'm sticking strong with it. So, Trevor, Trevor, I'll go next here. Here's the thing. I have... I have two hot takes. My first hot take, the bologna and cheese one, is by far the worst thing I've ever had in my life. It's terrible. It shouldn't even be considered a Lunchable. It's so bad. Bologna sucks. Is, uh, hopefully you guys agree no, with no, that. No, 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 no. I, I don't agree because there's one worse than that, and that's the hot dog. <laughs> I've never had the hot dog Lunchable. I've never even heard of the hot dog Lunchable, Good. to be honest, until Good. today. But uh, I'll get into my top three. My first one is the uploaded sub sandwich. This one, I don't remember having too much, but I loved having this one. It came with Cheez-Its, um, which are obviously such a banger snack. <laughs> we have went through snacks before, so that's my number three. My number two, and this is a close, two and three are pretty close, and number one's on its own tier, just so far ahead. But number two is going to be the Nachos Lunchable. I really, really do enjoy the Nachos Lunchable. Um, I like, you know, having that salsa, the nacho-cheese combination. It was overall, see, the, the thing, reason why it's not number one is that was a snack to me. That wasn't as much of, more of a meal. I guess you could say really none of them were big enough to be meals, but that was much more of a snack. The number one by far, and it's not even close, is the pizza lunchable. Pepperoni, cheese, 
Even if you throw the deep dish uploaded one, I don't even care. I loved those things. Those things were amazing. I, to this day, will eat a pizza Lunchable and be happy. Trevor, what are, is your top three Lunchables? I can already smell a hot Trevor take coming. I already <laughs> smell it. All right, so first off, I would like to say that the Chicken Nugget Lunchable is absolutely atrocious. It of is uh, one of the worst ever. Um, but nevertheless, number three, <laughs> I'm starting off with the Nacho Lunchable. The cheese and salsa, as you both talked about, that combination there. Um, I believe, at least in, in the one I'm looking at, had a Kit Kat with it. Kit Kat oh. is probably one of my favorite four or five chocolate bars. Um, yes, so that, I think it was a Kit Kat that came with it. Yes, yeah, so that is a nice bonus there. So that makes my top three with the Fruit Punch Capri Sun there. Number two, I have the Turkey and Cheese Lunchable. I love turkey. It's my favorite uh, deli meat. So that one is great. It also has the best candy bar of all time, a Reese's Cup, and a Pacific Capri Sun in the picture I'm looking at. So very good combination there. Uh, very solid. Now, number one, um, I got to go with this one. It's not really a hot take because it was also your number one, Brandon. It is the Pizza Lunchable. Specifically, I'm going, yes. if I have to choose the cheese or pepperoni, it's got to be the one with the pepperoni. Um, it. It's like a bonus because as a kid, in addition to tasting great, also like making the pizza, it was very fun. You yes. Could, you could be creative, spread the it's sauce. It's an activity. Uh, it's an activity, mm -hmm. exactly. And you control. You control how much sauce and how much cheese you want. 100%. Some of us like more cheese. 100%. Some of us like more sauce. Dude, not only that. I 100% agree with all those takes. Not only that, but like I just remember like going to like rec camp in the summer because like I would never get them for lunch during like the school year. But, like, if you pulled up to rec camp, I remember with the Lunchable, man, like, it, it oh. dude, like, you had all the eyes on you. I mean, all the eyes. I mean, like, <laughs> like everyone saying, yo, let me get, like, a little nacho or let me get some pizza. I mean, like, exactly. I mean, you could have made everyone a profit. Everyone wanted their hands in the nachos. You could have made everyone. a profit for yourself back then, but those days are over. <laughs> you could have. You could have. The pizza Everyone wanted nachos. a hand in those nachos. Or nachos. Everyone. So... We'll wrap up Randomly Ranked for today. I think that was a solid one. I guarantee if Ben was on, he would have some hot takes. Uh, if you have any ideas for Randomly Ranked, please submit them to us. We love to hear it. Uh, at the small baller on Twitter, DM us. We'll, we'll take your idea. We'll probably even use it. But let's move on. Um, let's get into some soccer talk as a little bit of a preview of what Josh's show is going to be like. Um, and I, I think, I don't know if we said, I think we're going to start next Monday. Um, is the first one right, Josh? I think Monday is what the day we're doing it, or is that not set in stone quite yet? Uh, no, Monday's for the most part looking good to go, unless some crazy circumstance happens that I don't know of yet. Yeah, so it seems like it seems like almost every Monday we're going to be live on Twitch at the Small Ballers uh, with Josh's show. It's going to be super awesome. Stay tuned um, to the show and you know tune into it. Follow us on Twitch too. Um, so you guys know when we're going to be going live. But Josh, let's talk about the Premier League a little bit. A lot has happened in Premier League. Um, you know, obviously they're finishing up the season here. How much longer do they have for the season? So they have a few match weeks left. Uh, July 26th is the last day, so um, about a, a month here. And when do they start up again? So when do they start they up? They started again? Uh, a few days ago. The Premier League. Um, Wednesday. No, no, no. When do they start up the next season? The next season. Oh, the next season for the Premier League. Um, to be honest, <laughs> it's gonna sound funny. I haven't even been paying attention to next season's Premier League because I've been too focused, honestly, about just being able to watch a game of soccer um, and, fin and finish up point. this season. Um, I'm not sure if the Premier League did release a statement just yet. If they have, then I'm going to, you know, look obviously very bad here. 
but as of now, you know what? It's okay because honestly, I don't. I couldn't even tell you the day the I, NBA is going to restart. Tra- Trevor probably could. I don't see anything. I'm trying to. They might not have even announced it yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. but I don't let's know let's get into some, some Premier League stuff here. We see Liverpool this year went off, 27-1-1, 82 points in total. What I mean, what happened from Liverpool over you know the last couple of years that propelled them to be in this position? Well, the first uh, step that took or they took was back when in 2014 they came in second in the title. Uh, that was the year that uh, Steven Gerrard, the captain, face of Liverpool. Uh, slipped uh, at Anfield, Dembaba scored, and back then they were uh, just a game away. And ever since they had a they had a slump to about a few years ago when they decided to hire manager Jurgen Klopp. And Jurgen Klopp came from Dortmund in Germany, and he turned uh, all of Liverpool around. The first few years they were still in the Europa League. Uh, the Europa League is like the second version of the Champions League. It's not the the top of the top, but uh, it's still very good elite football, um, and uh, they did well there. And then, finally, about two years ago, when they brought in Mosala, uh, they had Sadio Mane. They got rid of Philippe Coutinho to Barcelona. Uh, there was a, a different culture that started, obviously, also bringing in center back Virgil Van Dijk, who's now uh, arguably the best defender in the entire world. Um, the fact that. Anyone on any given day in the front three of Salah, Mane, and Firmino can score at any time. Uh, makes them extremely mm-hmm. dangerous, and as well as being so solid at the back with Virgil van Dijk there. Uh, with Liverpool, honestly, it's also just an all-around team effort. I mean, they're solid everywhere. There's nowhere that any other team really can compete with them. Uh, Man City is in second place. Um, but, I mean, six more losses is just not going to get it done for you this year, unfortunately. Uh, Man City was actually uh, the champions last year and played uh, Liverpool very well and uh, sneaked away with a win to ultimately win the league last year. Um, With Man City, uh, they do have a better midfield and maybe bigger stars more all around, but uh, as a team and as a unit, Liverpool is just unstoppable. It's kind of crazy to see that. I feel like we haven't seen Liverpool on top in quite a while, and especially as dominant as they were. So, I mean, you look at teams like like Aston Villa is about to get re- relegated. What what happened? What happened with Aston Villa? <laughs> well, Aston Villa, um, they had a few years back in the late 2000s, even uh, early in the early uh, 2010s. Re- uh, most recently, as of 2012, is when they were, I'd say, the, the best they've ever been um, as of recent times. Um but when they went, they got relegated in uh, which season? Twenty fourteen, I believe. Um, no, yeah, twenty fourteen, and uh, they came back up last year uh, after winning uh, the playoff sem- or after winning the playoff final. And uh, they have a for the bottom league teams. It's not necessarily a defensive problem. It's actually more so of a, just a goal goal drought issue. Um, like you saw uh, this week, Arsenal lost to Brighton two to one. Brighton was in sixteenth. Uh, oh, right, uh, Arsenal was in sixteenth. Brighton was in sixteenth place. Arsenal was in ninth, looking to you know possibly get into a Europa League or Champions League spot. And it's like I said, the bottom teams they they play defensively and and they play extremely well as a unit, and that's what gets it done at the end of the day. But for a team like Aston Villa, they they have some good players. Jack Grealish, their attacking midfielder, their captain, is someone that's linked with Manchester United very heavily for the upcoming year. He's not necessarily producing as much as I think he should, or you know he's gotten a few England call-ups 
and he's played well, but I think he could be producing a little more. But they don't have uh, enough depth mm-hmm. as well to compete on an everyday basis with, you know, the Manchester United's, Man City's, Liverpool's, Tottenham's, Arsenal's, Chelsea's. Well, Arsenal, I don't know right now, but, um, you know, yeah. as you see a team like Leicester City, who is, a, you know, in third place right now, they were a team that was always in that bottom half, almost facing relegation to champions. And now, you know, they're taking over that top six as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to see, you know, teams like Leicester and Wolverhampton. Go ahead, Trevor. I don't know if you had a point to make. Yeah, I was going to kind of talk about Leicester because it's been interesting. You know, they really, like, burst on the scene. Like, as I was graduating high school, it seemed like, and it, as far as I know, I don't know if they've been good every year since 2016, but it seems like they've always been pretty decent, whereas before that, it seemed like they were really never up there, which is interesting to me. So with Leicester, it's it's really a cool story. Obviously, they were five thousand to one odds to win the Premier League in two thousand fifteen sixteen after getting out of the relegation battle, actually bottom of the league at Christmas, um, and ever since you know they got promoted to cha- or they got into Champions League, obviously for winning the league, uh, they did all right. Uh, and in the league, they did have uh, the season after a little bit of um, a scoring problem, and or not for Jamie Vardy that is. Uh, but as a team, they you know there's sometimes a little bit of a slump after winning uh, a championship. You've seen it with Chelsea uh, in 2004 or 2015 winning the league, and then uh, or 2014-15, and then um, you see them the next year they suffer, and then Leicester win the league in 15-16. So, I mean, ever since uh, right now they've they've rebuilt very well. They have uh, one of the youngest teams in the Premier League. They're uh, a team that beat Southampton nine nothing this year, uh, tied the biggest away victory of the Premier League history. Um, they have a great mix of some veterans and a lot of youth, a lot of pace, a lot of energy, um, and they're playing really well right now. They're very consistent, uh, and they've just been getting results pretty much everywhere. Uh, sometimes not as most common against the big six, but they do well enough against the bottom half to where you know they they're in a top six position. They're in a Champions League spot right now. So I so you look at some of the teams. Oh, go ahead, Trevor. Go ahead. Yeah. So I kind of have like a like a two part question. So with the Premier League, for anyone who has not really been into soccer, who's trying to get into it, um, like we're trying to promote, would you, would you recommend that they start off with the Premier League? Is that like a good league to start Most off definitely. for beginners to watch? Yeah, most definitely, yeah. and more so because it's you know broadcasted the most. It is uh, not obviously as much as uh, elsewhere in the world broadcast-wise, but uh, for what's broadcasted here uh, on NBC Sports, it's always the Premier League, and then on Fox Sports 1 actually is uh, the Bundesliga, which is already wrapped up. But the Premier League is... Bundesliga! <laughs> of course, the, the, the Premier League is known as the first or second best league in the world, um, it's the most faces besides uh, Messi uh, with Barcelona and Ronaldo when he was on uh, Real Madrid and now on Juventus. Uh, you'll see, you know, the most faces and stars in the Premier League for the most part. Um, and so, if you're trying to pick a team, I don't know if that was something that I know. Well, Trevor, I know you're with Arsenal. Brandon, I know you're PSG, uh, and I know Manchester United for Pogba. But if uh, you were looking to get into a team that you weren't really uh, and you weren't really a fan. I think a really fun team to support is actually Leicester City, a team in third place where they don't really have the biggest name stars, but they're a really fun team. Uh, they have, like I said, a lot of good veterans and a lot of good youth. They're in third place right now, pushing for a Champions League spot. 
So, I mean, that's a really good team that isn't like a top six powerhouse team with a lot of extremely, you know, diehard, passionate fans worldwide. Yeah, and then I guess one more real quick before, because Brain probably has something to say too, but so like, I'm sure fans, like in America, you know, we have different leagues that are set up, and I think the way soccer is structured would probably be pretty confusing to them. So like, there's many different leagues in each country, so you have the, the Premier League, in England, you have the La Liga in Spain, you have the Bundesliga in Germany, and then you have the Champions League, which kind of takes, um, and the Europa League as well, which kind of takes like the best teams from each, the Champions League being the top, and then Europa being one step below that. So could you uh, explain like like briefly for beginners how exactly that works? Uh, the, so for the Champions League, uh, it's just a European competition. Um, and the Copa Libertadores would be the Champions League of um, South American leagues as well. Uh, so, but the Champions League is just uh, all European teams. So, you take the top five leagues of uh, England, Germany, Spain, France, and Italy, and the teams that finish one through four automatically qualify for the Champions League. Now, there are some competitions that. Um, you can win also to guarantee yourself into the Champions League. For example, if you win Europa League, so in the top five leagues, you take the fifth and sixth and seventh teams uh, from those uh, top five leagues and you throw them into another uh, version of a tournament called the Europa League. Um, and then there's some so, other leagues sprinkled in there too, like from the Netherlands, you have Ajax uh, and PSV Eindhoven. Uh, from Portugal, you have uh, Benfica sometimes or FC Porto, uh, Sporting Lisbon as well. Um, so there's uh, it all, they're also taken from some other uh, smaller known leagues uh, into the Champions League as well, but they have to go through uh, a, a harder qualifying process. Right. I think a good yeah. comparison, like for college basketball fans, for example, and I don't know if you think this is a good comparison, but like the NCAA tournament is a little bit like the Champions League and then the NIT, maybe a little more like the Europa. Yeah. Um, and it's also and interesting. Then if, if you win the NIT, yeah. it doesn't matter where in your version, uh, basketball and my version, uh, Europa League. If you win the Europa League, it doesn't matter which uh what country or wherever or whatever european country you're from how small your division is uh you you're automatically into the champions league next year so for example some years uh most recently 2017-18 you saw five premier league teams in because manchester united beat ajax and they didn't finish in the top 4 okay. so they qualified for champions league through the europa league interesting i didn't know that actually yeah, that was it's very uh, interesting. So I, I have. Oh no, no, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I have one last question, and then we'll, we'll kind of get close to, to wrapping it up here, as we're we're a little long on time. Um, but you see two teams in the Premier League right now: Wolverhampton and Sheffield United, um, who are in sixth and seventh. I mean, I don't know much about those teams at all. I'm sure you know everything about every single player on those teams. But how are those teams ahead of like Tottenham and Arsenal? So, it's a. Uh... It's a big thing in soccer, and I, I, I think it is, and most notably like the NBA and NFL, um, the locker room and, and the, the group of guys you have around you is a huge factor. And head coaches, I know sometimes in the MLB and the NFL and you know the major sports leagues in America, I know that sometimes you know they're not the most important people, but really the coaches on the, on the coaching staff get those players to, to buy in. And it doesn't matter, like you said, you have zero clue who Sheffield 
Sheffield United is. You'd have zero clue who they are. But they're a team that doesn't have a lot of talent. Uh, they have uh, uh, their their key players that bring a lot of energy and bring a lot of power. But it's not necessarily a single player mindset at those clubs. Is it's a it's a can you do your job the best way for the team to win? And that's where you see yeah. teams like Sheffield United in, six, in, in in sixth place because they all buy into that. I will die for this game. I will die for this club. Whereas teams like Arsenal, you have people like David Luiz who messed up at the weekend. Yeah, he got a red card and, and, and caused a goal for, for, for Arsenal. But he's getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a week for him to say, you know what, we're in ninth place this year. We're not really going to make Europa League or Champions League. The fans are pissed already. Who cares? You know what I mean? So it's all honestly about that mindset and can that coach and, and, and your coaching staff get your players to buy in to a system that works and, and that, you know, that, that grit and that grind attitude they bring to the games where, you know, Arsenal don't maybe want to get as physical with them. They could care less, you know, and it's about who wants it more. And, and sometimes in, you know, American sports, you don't see that all the time. And, and it's something that these teams, they, that's what they pride themselves on. So when you see those teams up high like that and you don't have zero clue, it's not like they have a super, super, superstar, but they all buy in. Yeah. yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Trevor, do you have any last questions for Josh before we kind of finish up the episode? Um, no other questions, but uh, it's kind of like mid-majors. You know, you have like a Gonzaga, yeah. I mean, Gonzaga in previous years or like a Loyola Chicago that's just coming right, out Right, like nowhere. a Butler they type of team as well, team. like kind of like those teams yeah. that, you know, they they don't have the, the flashy guy all the time, but they, they do whatever they can for their team and, and do their job and they do it well. Right. Yeah, 100%. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I think I think we'll wrap it up for here today. Um, it's been a great episode. Everyone, tune in to our Twitch. It's twitch.tv backslash the Small Ballers. Josh's show is going to be coming soon. We're all super super excited. I'm sure everyone that listens here will for sure like the show, and hopefully you guys will tune in um, to that. Follow us on Twitter at the Small Baller. Um, we have, of course, as you guys know from last episode, rebranded to the Small Ballers. Um, as the, you know, the overall brand. Of course, our podcast will always be here. It's always going to stay the same. We love doing this podcast. We thank our guest today, Josh. Uh, thank you so much for being on. We love having you on. I'm sure we're going to have you on again because um, you're one of our favorite guests to have. So thank you so much for you know being here and, uh, of course, being yourself and doing the show. We're very, very excited about that. Um, any, anything you want to say? Anything you want to shout out, Josh? Uh, before we end the no, show? No, I mean, uh, besides your own no, show. like you said, uh, just follow follow uh, the Small Baller on Twitter. Uh, we'll be giving uh, out updates there, so you guys will know uh, when the show's going live uh, and updates with that um, throughout the next week or so. And can't wait to see some of you guys uh, drop by and uh, join the stream. And uh, new fans of soccer, fans of soccer already, uh, I'm excited to uh, to uh, see you guys there. And uh, thank you guys, Brandon and Trevor, for having me on. Shout out Ben as well. And uh, I wish you were here with us too, Ben. Don't worry. I don't forget you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I do forget you, Ben. Um, but I'm just kidding. Uh, again, thank you all so much for listening today. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Uh, tweet it at us. Comment on the podcast. Leave it a five-star review. Do all that for us, please. We really, really appreciate it. It's all free to do. Um, but with that being said, thank you all so much for listening today. And we'll see you next time. Go Falcons.